Welcome, campers. Settle in tight, for tonight you're in for a fright. Welcome, campers, to Friday Night Fright. We are your hosts. I'm Ryan. And I'm Jordan. Ready to tell some stories? I'm ready to tell some stories. I'm into it. We're um, doing the AI again. Yes. We're going back. Yeah. Uh, it's, I, I don't know. I, I like the idea of it. And, uh, you yeah. know, eventually this is going to turn into a collection. And I think it's going to be really sweet. I mean, we we found this week that your AI was being stubborn. Yeah, uh, that. Right. Yeah, and I, you know, and like the last time we did we did this, I had no problems, and now like I don't know if maybe if it's I know what well, GPT four is out now or whatever, yeah. so maybe that's the problem is not using that, but uh, yeah, had some had some definite problems with it. So obviously, you know, it's still a work, you know, it's still a work in progress. I don't think it's quite there yet, but. Yeah, you know, needless to say, I ended up uh I ended up putting together something that I think uh I think will work out. Um we'll see, you know. I've not read back through it yet, so it's gonna be a surprise <laughs> just <laughs> God damn it. I mean I had to do a lot of tents changing and stuff like that. So sure. I you know, I read through it then. You know, so yeah. but not back after I did everything, you know, changing all yeah. that. But no, I didn't edit. I didn't edit anything else besides like tenses and stuff. So it's weird that that was an issue. Yeah, it was like, really. It was just really. Was weird. it just like kind of disconnected? Well, it's pieces, like or? it was everything was past tense, and all of a sudden, like you know, like normally you it'll stop like in the middle of a sentence, or whatever. You can hit continue; it'll pick back up. And that's the way. Yep. I mean, if you watch like videos, everything else, it always does. However, mine today was going back in. It was going back in and re almost restarting the story in the middle of it. So yeah. I had to like piece this together, and yeah, it was. And then like when it did that, it changed the tense from past to present. And then at the end, when it stopped and I did, I had to continue again. It changed it back to past tense. <laughs> yeah, that's very odd. Yeah, so you know, but you know, it's still it's an experience. Yeah. Yeah. And we're all about experiences over here, especially on Friday Night Fright. Always. This is the playground. Yeah. Um, and we're here to play with you. <laughs> and you take that as you will. Yes. Um, so we decided on a theme also for this week, right? So That's right, because decided- last time we had no yeah, theme. We just we're just like, write a scary story. <laughs> right. Which, you know, Ryan's story last time was evidence of that lack of <laughs> focus. 
Because <laughs> I think you had like seven different horror movie tropes all in one story. Yeah, yeah that was fun. It was. <laughs> there was like a cult and a monster, and there was <laughs> yeah. a haunted house, and yep. all kinds of shit. All I mean, it was so, all the major hitters. It was all together, action packed. Yeah, it was like the Mount Rushmore of short horror. <laughs> Just a little um, bit. So this week we settled on having the AI write alien abduction stories, which I'm super stoked for. Just as a little giveaway, mine is more to science fiction than anything. Okay. I don't uh, think I don't think it understood make this scary. Even though I said yeah. it multiple times, this is the scariest thing you've ever written. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, let's write a story about love and aliens. Hey, half the alien abduction stories out there are about love. Hey, I can get behind that. Uh, <laughs> a little UFO smut. <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> Boy, is a large portion of the internet devoted to alien smut. It's it's pretty wild. Between the, the UFO smut and the Slender Man sl- smut, it's, that's like half the internet. I mean, have you seen that guy's fingers? Come on. <laughs> you know what they say about big fingers, right? They keep your proxies happy. <laughs> <laughs> and then some. Yeah, I would say so. <laughs> he probably has big toes, too. You know what's weird? The weird, oddly enough, the weirdest thing I've discovered while... And the vast majority of my exposure to Slender Man smut is be- them being read by Henry Zabrowski. Um, I, w- I was actually going to ask, what are you even doing with Slender Man smut? But now I understand. Yeah. Yeah. He, um, back in the day when they would do listener pasta, <laughs> where they would like read creepy pastas on like Halloween and stuff. Yeah. He would, he got, <laughs> after a while, he started. He would, um, unbeknownst to the other two hosts, he would choose smut to read instead and to just make them super uncomfortable. Oh, Slendy, don't make me do it. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, he would, you know, it's Henry Zabrowski, so of course he has to go, like, overboard and with all the voices, and he has to get super into reading it. Oh, I'm, I'm sure it's fantastic. It is. It's hilarious. But, um... The weirdest thing I discovered while hearing Slenderman smut is the fact that he supposedly is wearing a suit. Like that's part of the the lore is that he's wear right. he's wearing an actual physical cloth suit. Yeah. Which I I Yeah, he's he's always seen wearing a suit. I always kind of thought of Slenderman as like a shadow creature. Mm, okay. You know what I mean? Like I never really thought of it as like a Being physical, like a physical thing. yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It was it's it's strange. Did you ever check out the Slenderman movie? No. You need to the do one yourself they made a favor. After those kids. Yeah. It's actually yeah. decent, you know, for what it is. I mean, of course, it's just creepy pasta that's, you know, been sure. over dramatized at this point, but it's yeah, not bad. Like I, I enjoyed it for what it was. I don't mind creepy pasta. Yeah. I, I, I like those monsters. I, I mean, like yeah, Slender same, Man and same. Siren Head and What's the all that. M- Momo? Is, is that one of them, right? The oh. the weird one, the weird girl one. Yeah. 
You better be careful. Momo is a, a Bigfoot. The one the one girl. It's the Missouri monster. That's a different thing. Yeah. But I don't know. Is there a girl creepypasta named Momo? Uh, yeah, there was like that, that Momo challenge for a while. So it was the weird. Hang on. Let me just. You'll, you'll recognize this once you see the picture. Uh, I'm just going to send it over to you. Just so, just so you have this for. Okay. We're not talking about no Bigfoots, okay? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. that one. Yeah, and it's the, they had the whole Momo challenge and all that crap that, you know, uh, was, yeah, causing a lot of a lot of stuff with the kids. And, yeah, I mean, which, I, man, I don't, I don't understand how, like, these become such a, like, major thing, especially with children. And why why they why they catch on so much? But yeah, yeah, I don't know, but they they definitely do. Um, there's, I mean, there's that new one, the um, oh, what they name her, Loeb. Oh, is that the AI? I mean, we're one? talking, yes, yeah. yeah. That the, that one's actually woman, pretty cool. Yeah, the creepy woman that keeps showing up in AI renderings. Yeah. Like, yeah, that one. That one actually kind of freaks me out because it's definitely like part of the because the AI I see it as like a reflection of the collective unconscious. You know what I mean? Like it's because it's basically drawing from the whole of human knowledge, right? Of course, right? Um, the the fact that this like dark it's it's like undeniably grotesque but i know the guy that keeps showing up the guy that originally like started showing up in and his uh in his stuff yeah like he was using different um like the different ai engineering you know prompts and stuff that i feel were bring you know obviously were were causing this to happen and i think he was using like actual like pictures of his like family and stuff like that too right not originally okay not original and like what would happen is after a while he even when he was using other like photographs to start from yeah she would show up in the photographs well like which is very weird and it wasn't just him it's like it's happening to people all over the world where she's like popping up and well now it's a it's a thing because that's what this has been deemed as and so exactly so now people are paying attention to it and like it's it's becoming i mean that's how it all happens right it's it's a um an egregore you know like santa claus i mean yeah or the easter bunny exactly yeah jesus or jesus (laughs) (laughs) i mean if we want to get like super legit yeah it's just like a collective belief in something or collective thought power going toward something right it makes it real right because it becomes a part of culture Mm -hmm. um yeah so lobe i think is the just the newest example of this i mean it's also because it stems from ai and you know like with this now being a new i mean it's 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 still very 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 new it's still in its infancy right yeah, it's so the, but it's, it's the next wave, and everyone's oh, excited exactly. about it yeah. and talking about it. And, yeah. Oh, that's that's why, like, that's why that's building so quickly. Yep. Yeah, which I I can't wait to see more. We're right. gonna have families of these things. 
(laughs) eventually they're going to overtake our lives and then the world's going to be ran by ai there's a solid chance that is what you just said is true and in weird in a weird way i'm sure you know what i mean yeah in 10 years we'll go back and like man you were right damn you (laughs) lobe look at this state we're in (laughs) Uh, like lisa lobe she wishes Mm. left eye (laughs) oh god (laughs) you digressed really quickly there (sighs) well what is this episode we're doing (laughs) who even knows you want to hear a story yeah i want to hear a story tell me a story all right the ai story this week is called beyond the portal an alien abduction horror story (laughs) i like it all right and as always, no changes, no, no nothing. I'm just, I'm just going to read the story. It was a warm summer night in the small town of Millfield, Indiana. So this is in Indiana. It is. It's nice. Which I thought was very strange. All right. So this is, this is close a, to home. Yeah. Wherever Millfield is. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's not real. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> You just fill in your own small Indiana town. Hawkins. Hawkins. It was a warm summer night in the small town of Millfield, Indiana. The sky was clear, and the stars twinkled like diamonds. 26-year-old Emily had just finished her shift at the local diner and was walking home when she saw something strange in the sky. At first, she thought it was a shooting star. But as she looked closer, she realized that it was moving too slowly and erratically to be a star. It was actually Jesus. (laughs) The Egregore. (laughs) Okay, so one thing I will point out that I really don't like about the way the AI writes is that it's, it's not nearly liberal enough with pronouns. Like, it doesn't use them nearly often enough. Yeah, I I will agree with that. It's like... Emily does this. Emily did that. Emily did this. Emily went here. Like, right. throw in a her, please. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, I, I, the same with, same with my story. It's a group of people and it says the group, the group, the group, the group. Yeah. 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 It's a problem. Okay. Emily stood frozen, staring at the object as it descended closer and closer to the ground. Suddenly, the object stopped in midair, hovering just a few feet above her. Emily felt a strange tingling sensation all over her body, and she... Ooh, tingles. And she heard a low humming noise that seemed to be coming from the object. Before she could react, a bright beam of light shot out from it, enveloping Emily and lifting her off the ground. She felt weightless, as if she was floating in the air. The beam of light was blinding, and she couldn't see anything except the bright light. As the beam of light faded away, Emily found herself inside a small, cramped room. The walls were made of a strange metallic material, and the room was dimly lit by a soft blue light. You know, this is a thing that I hear in, like, abduction stories all the time. The the walls, or the, the inside of the ship, is a strange metallic material. Like how many people are just identifying metals? (laughs) You know what I mean? Right. Like 
And How they often break do you out see... the periodic table. Well, this yeah. is ah okay okay. How often do you see something made of metal and wonder oh, what kind of metal is that? You know, that's something I never do actually. <laughs> yeah, never, never in my <laughs> life. I wonder if that's some kind of titanium alloy. Yeah, like, maybe. and it's funny because it's always you know it's always these like second grade teachers or farmers or fucking you know what I mean like normal. They're not scientists. Yeah. They go inside these ships and they're like, it was a strange metallic material. How the fuck would you know? Looked metal to me. Maybe it was like aluminum. Aluminum. Could have been inside you could have been inside an aluminum fucking box. Yeah. That's true. You don't know what the metal is. Jesus. Okay, sorry. She could hear strange alien noises coming from outside the room. So she she knows that she's dealing with aliens because she hears alien noises. Yeah. See, I if they had if if they hadn't included the word strange, you could say alien as a synonym for strange, right? But you don't need right. it if since strange is already in the sentence. Strange alien noises would mean the noises are alien alien exactly just like this strange metallic substance material <laughs> exactly. we have strange yes. alien noises exactly this this girl is smart she must be identifying metals and noises and she knows she's dealing with aliens <laughs> that's right okay emily felt a wave of fear wash over her as she realized that she had been abducted by aliens She tried to scream, but no sound came out of her mouth. She was paralyzed with fear, unable to move or speak. Suddenly, the door to the room opened, and she saw her abductors for the first time. They were tall and slender, with gray skin and large black eyes. Classic. They had long, thin arms and fingers. Their heads were disproportionately large compared to their bodies. Emily tried to back away but she was frozen in place. The aliens approached her slowly, their eyes fixed on her. She felt as if they were probing her mind, searching her thoughts. The aliens seemed to communicate telepathically, and Emily could hear their voices in her head. They spoke in a strange, guttural language that she couldn't understand. See, this is a weird thing. I I like that aspect of it. Like, you know, because most... most abduction cases they can understand what they're saying like somehow they yeah. you know, can like either these alien beings uh, are able to speak and you know adapt their language or whatever else or make the person's mind be able to yeah. you know some kind of tardis thing with the right. with the uh oh what's it called the um the filter around the tardis that yeah. allows them to understand everyone mm-hmm. you know but okay. i like that some guttural. Yeah, I liked it. That was weird too. That it was like they're communicating telepathically, but she still can't understand them. Right. <laughs> yeah. It is interesting. <laughs> One of the aliens reached out and touched her forehead. Just checking her temperature. Yeah, exactly. And Emily felt a surge of pain shoot through her body. She could feel the alien's cold, clammy skin against her own, and she recoiled in disgust. As the pain subsided, Emily realized that the aliens were studying her. They were examining her body, her thoughts, and her her emotions. She felt violated and helpless, like a lab rat being experimented on. She closed her eyes, hoping that it was all just a nightmare. But when she opened them again, 
She was still in the same room, surrounded by the aliens. She knew that she was at their mercy, and there was nothing she could do to escape. Days turned to weeks, as Emily was trapped inside the alien spaceship. She was subjected to various experiments that seemed to test her physical and mental capabilities. Every day she hoped that she would be able to escape, but it seemed like the aliens were always one step ahead of her. One day... I I fucking hate... I hate when stories use... I hate that phrase. One day. One day. On another day. God, it's... there's no, there's no faster, more efficient way to make a story sound like it was written by a fifth grader. At another time. Than to say one day. Like, there's so many more interesting ways to, like, position events. Yeah. You know what I mean? Than to just go, and on a day. Hey, I mean, if you're, you if you're I mean? not trying to, like, form a specific timeline, one day, I think, fits. You should be. You always should be. I mean... Be. Something like this. I mean, yeah, if you she was there for approximately thirteen days, forty seven minutes and thirteen seconds. On that day a Wednesday. No, that's not what I mean. The third I mean, of January, like tell us something it's a it's a missed opportunity to tell us information that's useful. Like how she's feeling or what the even like what the temperature of the room. She felt is, like it was or, a Thursday, but know, unbeknownst to her, it was actually Saturday. <laughs> Ryan, we're both writers here. You know exactly what I mean. <laughs> no, I understand. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. You get I mean one yeah. day. No, I, I get it. I get it. It's very Yeah. I, it's just so right. blase. Like, yeah. It just annoys me. Sorry. Pet peeve. <laughs> one day, the aliens took Emily to a different part of the ship. As they led her down a long dark hallway. Emily couldn't shake off the feeling that something was off. <laughs> God, that's a bad sentence. I'm going to I'm going to rewrite that sentence on the fly, right? Yeah, let's do it. As they led her down a long dark hallway, Emily couldn't shake the feeling that something was off. All you have to do is remove one word to make that yeah. a decent sentence. Just one word. The air felt heavy, and she could hear strange whispers coming from the shadows. As they reached the end of the hallway, the aliens pushed open a door, revealing a room filled with strange glowing orbs. What kind of shitty spaceship has pushed open doors? <laughs> Maybe she's in, like, the bowels of the ship. I, I don't care. Like, they, I need, like, Star Trek whoosh doors. <laughs> yeah, agreed. Yeah, I mean, these should be, be doors, doors that aren't really even there. They're... They're actually just like a exactly like a almost like a force field or a shield or something. Yeah, you just phase through just them. Boom. Yeah, yeah. Boom, boom. Perfect. The orbs seemed to pulsate with a strange energy, and Emily couldn't help but feel drawn to them. The aliens guided her toward. Oh, you motherfucker! <laughs> I. It, it's. It's like I put in the prompt, do the most annoying shit when you write this story. Like, another thing that really is a pet peeve of mine is when people write the word towards. Agreed. You'd think the AI would be better than that. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Towards is not a fucking word. Stop using it. The aliens guided her toward one of the orbs. Not towards it. 
<laughs> maybe it, maybe they're guiding her towards a washing machine to do some wrestling. Yeah, and to check her roll and her toilet. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> awful. Okay. <laughs> the aliens guided her toward one of the orbs and gestured for her to touch it. As Emily reached out to touch the orb, she felt a jolt of electricity course through her body. Suddenly, she was transported to a different place entirely. She found herself standing in the middle of a vast alien landscape. The sky was a sickly shade of green, and the ground was covered in strange pulsating veins. This AI really needs a thesaurus. I don't know, I kind of like that that setting. They've used... Yeah, I, I like the setting, but the, they've used the the word strange about right. 35 times I like so the far. sickly green, though. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's interesting. I like the ground is covered in pulsating veins. Yeah. That's pretty gnarly, right? Okay. In the distance, Emily could see strange, towering structures that seemed to stretch toward the sky. As she tried to make sense of her surroundings, Emily realized that she was not alone. She could hear strange whispers coming from all around her, and she could feel a pair of eyes watching her every move. Just one pair of eyes. <laughs> Infinite strange whispers, though. Everyone else is whispering without looking. <laughs> she just has one person staring at her, and she can feel it. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Ugh. Such a smart girl. Suddenly, a figure appeared in front of her. It's probably the one with those eyes. <laughs> oh, you killed me. I died. It was an alien, but it looked different from the ones that had abducted her. This one had a human-like face, but its skin was covered in strange glowing patterns. It spoke to her in a language that she couldn't understand, but somehow she was able to comprehend its meaning. That means she could understand it. <laughs> that, that, that it does. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> okay. You're taking away from the story here. She couldn't understand it, but somehow she understood it. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The alien explained to her that they had been observing humanity for centuries. They had been studying human behavior and culture, trying to understand what made them unique. Emily was their latest subject, and they were fascinated by her ability to adapt and survive in their environment. As the alien continued to speak... Emily felt a strange sense of connection to it. She realized that the alien was not just studying her, but also trying to understand her on a deeper level. It was almost as if the alien was trying to form a bond with her. Suddenly, Emily was transported back to the spaceship. The aliens were standing around her, their faces expressionless. She could tell that they were waiting for her to react, to show some sign of distress or confusion, but Emily was not afraid. She felt a sense of calm wash over her, as if a weight had been lifted from her shoulders. She knew that she was still trapped, still at the mercy of the aliens. But for the first time since her abduction, she felt like she had a purpose. She had a connection to the aliens, and she knew that there was more to her abduction than just experimentation. As weeks turned to months, Emily's connection with the aliens grew stronger. She felt herself communicating with them more often, sharing her thoughts and feelings with them through a strange telepathic link. 
It was a bond unlike anything she had ever experienced. And even though she was still trapped on the spaceship, she felt a sense of peace knowing that she was not alone. But as time went on, Emily began to realize that something was off. She couldn't shake the feeling that the aliens were hiding something from her, and that there was more to their experiments than what they were letting on. One day, I'm going to shoot myself. I'm, <laughs> I'm so upset. One day, Emily decided to take matters into her own hands. She snuck away from her holding cell and made her way toward the control room, determined to find out what the aliens were up to. As she approached the control room, she could hear strange noises coming from inside. It sounded like a strange mechanical whirring, and it sent shivers down her spine. That is so strange. <laughs> it is so strange when strange noises sound like strange things. Just <laughs> so, so strange. So strange. As she pushed open the door, she was greeted by a sight that made her blood run cold. The aliens were huddled around a strange glowing device. It looked like they were using it to power some kind of portal. Emily watched in horror as the portal began to grow larger and larger emitting a blinding light that filled the entire room. She knew that she had to act fast, and if she didn't stop the aliens now, it could mean the end of humanity as she knew it. She lunged forward, grabbing the device and wrenching it out of the aliens' hands. But as she did, she felt a strange surge of energy through her body. It was like nothing she had ever experienced, a raw, primal power that filled her with a sense of fear and awe. As she looked around the room, she realized that the portal had grown too large to be stopped. It was pulling everything toward it, sucking in debris and equipment as it expanded. Emily knew that she had to act fast, again. Two fast acts. Within moments. This woman is smart <laughs> and fast. She's learning. Goodness. She's very fast. She closed her eyes focusing all of her energy on the device in her hands. She could feel the power coursing through her veins, and she knew that she had only one chance to stop the portal. Is this bitch about to go Super Saiyan? <laughs> <laughs> what is this? I'm so confused. Only you can prevent forest fires. <laughs> only you can prevent black holes from swallowing humanity. <laughs> right. With a fierce determination, she plunged the device into the portal, watching as it sputtered and fizzled out. The portal closed in on itself, leaving behind a void of darkness and emptiness. As Emily collapsed to the ground, exhausted and drained, she realized that her time with the aliens was over. She had fulfilled her purpose, stopping them from unleashing chaos and destruction upon the world. But as she closed her eyes, ready to accept her fate, she felt a strange presence around her. It was the aliens, their voices echoing in her mind. They thanked her for her sacrifice, for showing them what... So it, she can understand them now? I guess. It's not just guttural? They were holding out on her this whole time. Oh. They thanked her for her sacrifice, for showing them what it meant to be human. And as Emily drifted off into oblivion... She couldn't help but wonder what her future held, 
and whether she would ever see the aliens or her home again. So they just, like, let this bitch go off in the, in the space? The story made no sense at all. <laughs> I mean, zero. I'm baffled. Yeah, but I liked it. She like, I liked it. So, what? She, like, grabs this device, and then it, like, you know, her hair turns blonde, and she gets way more powerful. And then she jumps into... Obviously. She, like, dives into the portal... And it closes the portal. Does she like go through the portal? And that's why I, she's like drifting off into oblivion. I thought oblivion? she just like threw like a you know like maybe like a threw a wrench in the gears, like a clothes iron or something. Just threw it in there and it just <laughs> popped and closed. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm really confused. I'm very confused by this story. Maybe she popped some Hulk sauce and then just closed it with her hands. I mean, it, it literally says. As Emily drifted off into oblivion. Right. Well, maybe she did. Yeah, maybe she, like, dove into it, and then she just, like, felt this presence with her as she's, like, drifting through space. Which, how did her body not implode the second she jumped out? Right. Yeah. Maybe she was in a space Because she went super saiyan. (laughs) They just left that bit out. She's actually an astronaut. It's... It's it's very confusing. Because if she went through like a portal or a black hole or whatever the fuck this thing right. was, how did she know it closed? Because she couldn't see it open on the other side. Right, but you can't see through a black hole. You can see wibbly-wobbly stuff. No way. You can't light, can't even... There's no light. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Maybe if she would have turned around, she would have been back there. Who knows? I'm so lost. Maybe she would have went home. (laughs) I think this is all a dream, and you're supposed to interpret it the best, like the way that you want to. I I think it's it might have all been a dream, like Dallas style. There's a 50 year old TV reference for you, where like um, she just wakes up and it was all fake. Yeah, you know what I mean. At the end. Or maybe she is the savior of humanity. Yeah. One seems more likely than the other. I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah. Take your pick, though. Which one (laughs) you prefer. Whichever you like. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, boy. No, I I liked it, though. I mean, yeah, there there were parts of it that didn't make sense. And I was also trying to, like, work around you stopping and bitching about just the way that things are worded so many times. (laughs) Yeah. I hate it. But regardless, yeah, I enjoyed it. I feel like ChatGPT has some serious blind spots when it comes to like it does style. I mean, you know what I mean. Yeah, and that yeah, I know that it, you can you can pay like you can pay right now to to access for and there's like apparently you can access other other ways, but I don't recommend doing because a lot of, of that not. is bullshit. Yeah, yeah, but regardless. Yeah, I mean it's it's very limited, and of course, current GP three three or GPT three is only up to twenty twenty one. Like you know, so yeah. it can only use data that we've had up to that point. GPT four can, I mean, they're like I, I watched a thing on um, them presenting it and everything, and like its ability to actually scour the internet as it is right this second is yeah. going to be huge for sure. It's like real time information. So gathering. I'm pumped to pumped to try that out. I wonder if it'll ever be free. Probably not. 
Yeah, they're probably done with having with letting it be free. I mean, that's probably why I had so many problems with the shit today. Yeah. <laughs> From my story. Well, you ready to hear another one? Yeah, I hope yours is better than mine was. I, I can't guarantee it. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you ready for this? I'm so ready. So my story for this week is titled Beyond Earth's Horizon, a Norwegian Odyssey. Which I think is a pretty damn we should point out the fact stellar title, it actually. Is. That's an Yeah, it's epic. We should also point out that both stories, independent of each other, were named with the word beyond as the first that's word true. of the title. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Very odd. That is. <laughs> We had no plans for this, people. Don't uh, don't think we're in cahoots here. Yeah, we do them completely separate yeah. from each other. All right, well, let's go. The sun had just risen over the horizon, casting a warm glow over the rolling hills of the Norwegian countryside. The group of five teenagers from the United States had been planning this camping trip for months, and they were finally on their way. There was Tyler the leader of the group, a tall and muscular young man with a confident swagger. Next to him was his girlfriend, Emma, a petite and spunky girl with fiery red hair. Then there was Ben, Tyler's best friend, a lanky guy with an easy smile. Next to him was Sarah, Ben's girlfriend, a quiet and thoughtful girl with a passion for photography. And lastly, there was Chris, the wild card of the group always up for an adventure and never afraid to take risks. Poor Chrissy. Always the fifth wheel. Punk and noodle head Chris. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, shout out my friend. Yep. <laughs> the group had rented an RV and planned to travel through the beautiful Norwegian countryside, stopping at various camping sites along the way. They were excited to explore the rugged terrain, hike through the forests, and maybe even catch a glimpse of the northern lights. Which actually... Weird. Right, I know. I know. We just, we spent a lot of time talking about the northern lights on our Patreon episode, right? Even on... Our, we did on oh, both. Oh, did we? On the main episode, too. Wow. Yeah. We talked about, like, going to... Going yeah, Going to right. Scandinavia... Yeah, to, well, I, to yeah, I, I mentioned I wanted to go to Norway, and you know, like, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So yeah, that's very that's, strange. Yeah. Is this a thing like where you talk about like needing a new pair of boots all weekend, and then you open your phone, and the Google ad is for a new pair of boots? I'm, that shit happens all the time, man. Yeah. Big Brother it's, is always I wonder listening. If it's like that. I wonder if ChatGPT knows what you've been talking about. <laughs> it might. You never know, man. All that shit's connected. Right, exactly. As they drove, the landscape became more and more breathtaking, with towering mountains in the distance and crystal clear lakes reflecting the sky. The air was crisp and fresh, and the group felt invigorated by the beauty of their surroundings. I have to say, I'm sorry for the interruption again so soon, but like, I have to say, I'm really, I'm feeling, I'm feeling really good about the range of adjectives that your story has. 
So when I haven't heard the word strange a single time when yet. I used when I did my prompt, I made sure like to I said I told it, you know, immerse the reader in the story. Like paint, you know, paint a picture. Don't leave any detail behind or don't leave any detail out. Nice. Yeah. They eventually arrived at a campsite in the middle of a dense forest, surrounded by towering pine trees and the soft rustle of leaves in the wind. The group set up their tents and started a fire roasting marshmallows and sharing stories under the stars. It was the perfect start to their adventure. As the group sat around the campfire enjoying the warmth and comfort of the flames, Tyler suddenly pointed up at the sky. Guys, look! he exclaimed. What is that? Everyone looked up and saw a strange light in the distance, growing larger and larger as it approached. The light was moving quickly, and the group watched in amazement as it seemed to be heading right for them. As the light got closer, the group could see that it was a UFO, hovering silently in the air above them. The object was enormous, with a metallic sheen and strange markings etched into its surface. Panic set in as the group watched in horror as strange beings emerged from the craft, moving toward them with a sense of purpose. One thing I want to point out is my story says toward. Toward. Yeah, it fucking does. God damn it. (laughs) The beings wasted no time in abducting the group, surrounding them and lifting them off the ground with strange technology that seemed to defy the laws of physics. What kind of technology? Strange technology that seemed to defy the laws of physics. <laughs> it's also strange. The group was taken aboard the UFO and subjected to strange experiments. And terrifying experiences. They were probed and poked. And strange devices were attached to their bodies. They felt helpless and afraid, completely at the mercy of their captors. As the days went by, the group began to suspect that the aliens had a sinister purpose for their abduction. They were being used as lab rats, experimented on in ways they could never have imagined. The group awoke to find themselves in a dimly lit cell, their hands and feet bound by restraints. They glanced around the room and were able to see a few other people in nearby cells all of them unconscious. A sense of dread washed over them as they realized they had been abducted by the aliens they saw in the forest. Hadn't they realized that a little bit ago? (laughs) Not quite. (laughs) She was smarter, for sure. As they waited for their captors to return, the group tried to come up with a plan to escape. They discussed their theories about why the aliens had taken them, but no one could come up with a solid explanation. Finally, one of the other captives woke up and informed them his name was Lars, a Norwegian man who had been hiking in the area when he was taken. He explained that he had overheard the aliens talking talking about experiments and extracting DNA samples from their subjects. The group was horrified by this revelation and realized they were in grave danger. 
Over the next few days, the group was subjected to various experiments and tests. They were injected with unknown substances, probed and scanned in machines. They were also exposed to strange lights and sounds that disoriented them and caused hallucinations. Despite their fear and confusion, the group did not give up hope of escaping. They worked together to try and free themselves from their restraints and plan their escape. Finally, after days of plotting, they managed to break free and make a run for it. As they escaped the facility, the group found themselves on an unfamiliar alien world. The air was thick and humid, and the landscape was filled with towering trees and strange vegetation. They had no idea where they were or how they got how they could get back to Earth. Very different from the alien landscape that from my story. Right. I don't have like throbbing penis veins in mine. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> or sorry, pulsating. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Get it right. <laughs> get it right, get it tight. As they explored their surroundings, they realized they were not alone. The planet was teeming with strange and dangerous creatures. Some were giant beasts with razor-sharp teeth and claws, while others were smaller but no less deadly. Everything was deadly? Everything was deadly. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit. I'd take the pulsating penis Right, I know. Just ride them out all day, I guess. Everything was deadly. (laughs) They also discovered that the planet had unpredictable weather patterns with sudden storms and extreme temperature changes. How long were they out there? They were out there for for Jesus. (laughs) Apparently. Yep. Wow. Their journey took them through forests filled with strange plants and trees, canyons with steep walls and eerie sounds, and vast deserts where the sun beats down relentlessly. At times, they came across strange ruins and artifacts, hinting at a civilization that once flourished in this planet. Your story just became Lord of the Rings. I do. Like, they're literally crossing the entire planet. Like, going from... From one climate to the other. With the help of AI, I will be the next Tolkien. Don't you worry. (laughs) (laughs) Despite the hardships, the group adapted to their new environment. Learning to hunt, gather, and build shelters. They became stronger and more resilient, bonding with each other in ways they never thought possible. They shared stories around the campfire at night, finding solace in each other's company. As the days turned into weeks and the weeks turned into months, the group began to realize that they may never make it back to Earth. One day... (laughs) Awesome. One day, while exploring a remote part of the planet, the group came across... See, that's not bad. That's fine. Okay. That's the that's the extra information I'm right. talking about. Like... Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Okay. 
So one day, while exploring a remote part of the planet, the group came across a small settlement. At first, they were cautious, not knowing if the settlers were friendly or hostile. But as they approached, they were greeted warmly by a group of humans. The settlers were part of a resistance movement that had been fighting against the alien overlords for years. This is epic. (laughs) Holy shit. Alien overlords. Yeah, man. That's right. They had been able to survive by living off the land and hiding from the aliens. The group also learned that the resistance was made up of people from all over the planet who had come together to fight for their freedom. The group also learned about the history of the planet and the reasons why the aliens came. They discovered that the aliens had been using the planet as a research facility for centuries, testing various life forms to create the perfect warrior species. They had been abducting humans for their DNA, hoping to create a hybrid species that could conquer other planets. See, this actually has like some real depth to it, which is actually pretty damn solid. It really yeah. does. It's pretty like epic. It. The group decided to join the resistance and help in any way they could. They trained in combat and guerrilla tactics, learning how to use the environment to their advantage. They also participated in supply runs, risking their lives to gather food, water, and weapons for the resistance. After months of preparation, the resistance launched a final attack against the alien forces. The group participated in the attack, fighting bravely alongside their new allies. They used their skills and knowledge to outmaneuver the aliens, striking from unexpected angles and taking them by surprise. The battle was a long one, fierce and intense, with both sides suffering heavy heavy losses. But the resistance was determined to succeed, fighting for their dreams their families, and their freedom. They pushed through and the aliens were defeated. The group watched as the last of the alien ships fled into space, leaving behind a planet that is now free. The group had finally fulfilled their mission. They had liberated the planet from the clutches of the alien invaders. As the dust settled and the survivors of the battle began to pick up the pieces of their shattered lives, the group found themselves contemplating their next move. At first, they had thought about returning to Earth, but they knew that they would be different people if they ever made it back. The experiences they had on the alien world had changed them in ways they couldn't fully comprehend. They felt a sense of belonging on this planet, and the thought of leaving it behind was almost unbearable. They decided to stay and help their survivors rebuild their civilization. It wasn't an easy decision, but it felt like the right one. The group knew that they had a lot to offer, and they were determined to make a difference. The survivors were overjoyed to have the group stay with them. They had become legends in their eyes, symbols of hope and bravery. The group was given a warm welcome and they soon found themselves busy with various tasks and assignments. As the days turned into weeks and the weeks turned into months, the group settled into their new lives. 
They helped build new homes and infrastructure, grow food and raise livestock, and teach the survivors new skills. They also made sure that the survivors were safe and secure, training them in self-defense and survival tactics. Over time, the group became close to the survivors. They learned their language, customs, and traditions, and they even found love and formed relationships. They were no longer outsiders. They were a part of the community. As the years went by, the group grew old on the alien planet. They watched as the survivors grew and thrived, and they felt a sense of pride in all that they had accomplished together. They knew that they had left a lasting legacy, one that would be remembered for generations to come. On their deathbeds, the group was surrounded by the survivors, who thanked them all for everything that they had done. The group smiled, knowing that they had made a difference in the lives of these people. They closed their eyes for the final time, content in the knowledge that they had found a new home, a new family, a new purpose. Their legacy would live on, a testament to their bravery, sacrifice, and determination. And as the survivors looked up at the stars, they knew that the group was out there somewhere, watching over them and guiding them towards a brighter future. (laughs) Just had to stab me right in the end. I'd first like to just thank the group for their service. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I I think that's important. important. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, First off, your story was fucking epic. Like it was, it was actually pretty lifetime. good. Yeah, I liked it. Um, the only problem that I have with the story is that, and this is a, a thing that I've noticed with AI, with the way it, it tends to write. If a story is about a group of characters, it slowly, they just slowly, the story slowly refers to a, a collection of people as collectively one right yeah thing. they're no longer more i mean more. it introduced the characters but they were no longer them it never referred i mean like yeah. there was that the time that like tyler said something right but like yeah, yeah. other than that it always it just, refers to them as the group yeah it, they all they do everything yeah, in exactly unison. yep you know what I mean? Like they all smiled as they <laughs> faded away they, on their they deathbeds were all at on the their same deathbeds. time. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. 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 That part. That part it's doesn't just, make a whole lot of sense. But you know, it is what it is. But honestly, that as an outline for like an epic. That I mean, that's a solid outline for like a really good yeah. story. Maybe we'll have to uh, turn it into something something better. It's pretty gnarly. It's your story was obviously way better than mine. Way better. Well, thanks. It just... I'm so disappointed in ChatGPT. <laughs> I feel like it really let me down. Um, but no, it was it was really cool. I, I liked that. I, d- I did get a little confused about, like, the survivors were other yeah. humans? Or were they... They, they were other they humans were? on the planet. And, like, as they... As the group... Originally, before they met their survivors, the resistance, they had been like they had been seeing like these things, these markings, like these, you know, whatever. And, mm-hmm. you know, it was it was basically a little bit of like foreshadowing. That, yeah, there was a civilization there. 
you know and then of course right. they come upon these survivors and there's actually a lot of them yeah. on this planet i i think i was i was a little confused because when they first meet the survivors the survivors teach the group i know how to that's survive a- and then later <laughs> the group teaches how to, the survivors how to survive yeah that part didn't make a whole lot of sense it's, either yeah and That's also weird. later on they teach them their language so like this whole time were they just like <laughs> yeah. interpreting what they were saying <laughs> oh right. you want us to go to battle sure we're well, in they, yeah they couldn't understand it but they could understand right. or maybe there was you know? like you know there were a couple uh elders or something that was was able to yeah english speakers okay who knows but yeah, I mean, overall, it's yeah. it is it's Again, a solid. It's a solid. I think it's a solid base for for something that could be really expanded on for sure. Yeah, it's a cool premise. Um, yeah, it's definitely a cool premise. There, are some of the most classic Star Trek episodes have to do with people like choosing to stay behind on alien worlds and start yeah, like new civilizations. You I, know mean, you I mean, you could almost you could almost compare this resistance to the rebellion. If you're a Star sure. Wars fan, at least, which we know you're not. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'll be a little bit controversial and say I sort of part of my brain refuses to acknowledge the fact that there are people who actually enjoy those movies, like who watch them beginning to end and are like, "That was a good experience." And this is why we're not friends. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's exactly why. <laughs> Well, to be fair, ChatGPT is about as good a writer as George Lucas. Oh, whatever, man. Just you as watch many Star Trek holes. where it's all the same shit every single episode. <laughs> yeah. Handily said by someone who hasn't watched that many episodes Doesn't of Star matter. Trek. <laughs> the same, the same could be said. I one episode, and it was exactly the same as itself. <laughs> I've seen several episodes. <laughs> I grew up with family members that were, you know, Trekkies. I've just never been. So you had some smart ones. You know? <laughs> it's not for me. <laughs> oh, boy. <clears throat> At least we can, you know, we have the common link of Doctor Who. I mean, Who, yeah, yeah. Right? In the sci-fi That's world. True. Yeah. And, you know, Star Wars and Star Trek both owe a lot to the classic I mean, Doctor Who series. Like, they, they both yeah. stole a shitload of stuff from that, so it's really the origin of modern I agree. sci-fi. I agree with that for sure. And you like the Orville, right? Even though it's just, it's a silly show. Oh yeah, the show, Orville was good. It's a Star Trek, it's, I mean, it's a obvious Star Trek I mean, yeah, sort of, of rip-off, you know, but like, it was cool. It was he did like a shockingly good job of like world building. Yeah, you know? I agree. I agree for sure. Yeah, there are a lot of. Um, There's another fantastic show if you haven't checked it out. You should. Yeah, for real. I mean, he's like obviously he's a huge Star Trek fan. So like I and I knew that about him before watching the Orville. So I I saw it as like an yeah. homage. That's fair. To Star Trek. Fair. You know what I mean? Like because a lot of the concepts are very openly right. lifted from Star Trek. Right. And like, it's sort of like a tribute to, to the whole concepts, all the concepts yeah, behind I mean, Star Trek. So yeah, I thoroughly I really enjoyed, enjoyed the Orville. Just cool never, characters never too. Never liked Star Trek. And really funny. 
I was really happy that like he managed to make it really funny without it being like dick and fart jokes. Right. It's like, not like you're watching an episode of Family writes. Guy. It's 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 an yeah. entirely different yeah. almost range of comedy. Yeah. Which is, which is it's yeah, genuinely exactly. funny too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like uh, Isaac's whole like the angle like his whole like story arc and oh, everything yeah. is one of my favorite things about the show. Yeah. Yeah. Compelling. For sure. It really is. Like yeah. It's it's really good. Cause don't also don't go into it th- thinking that it's just comedy. Cause it no, doesn't like there's genuinely good writing and drama and like, yeah. Which is surprising really for Seth MacFarlane, but you know, yeah, the dude's Absolutely. brilliant as is. Yeah. He's, he's a super mm-hmm. smart guy. He seems like a huge asshole, but he's, he's super smart. He might be, or it might just all be show, you know? Who yeah. Knows? Yeah, for sure. Could, it could definitely be right. a character. But yeah, I mean, I I liked both of these stories tonight. For what I could yeah, make fun. out of yours, I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what little could be interpreted seemed seemed pretty good. Um, I couldn't really understand the story, but yeah. I understood. I it. mean, yeah. <laughs> I I think she's out there somewhere in space, and her spaceman yeah. suit just yeah saving obviously the galaxy or something. But I'm I'm having a lot of fun. I, with I this, love it, honestly. Though. It's, it's like, yeah, it's it's different than the way that we were doing fire the Friday Night Frights. Yeah, but uh, and like campers, listeners, if you have an idea for a theme that we should do for one of these, hit us up. Let that would actually know. be really cool. Like, yeah, like we get listeners yeah. or suggested themes, and we do stories based on that. Let's do that. So, yeah. Maybe we'll like throw up a Twitter yeah, poll. Yeah, let's or do something. that for the next one. Yeah. Um, you know, get some yeah. suggestions on what we should do with the next ones, and uh, we should make it an ongoing yeah. thing because it's it's a lot of fun. It really is. Yeah, we'll um we'll throw up a poll on Twitter and one in our Instagram stories, and like go over there and let your voice yeah. be heard. Tell let us it what be you heard. Want. Don't hide it. That's right. Fight it. Also, I want to remind you guys again to go over to patreon.com slash campfire tales of the strange and unsettling and check out the pre-shows that we just started doing this week. We're, we're going to do a pre-show yeah. before every um, main episode. So that's a cool new Join addition the campfire club. There's a lot coming to Patreon Absolutely. right now. Again, as, as we mentioned, yeah. it's, it's a, one of our big focuses right now. So yes please check it out yeah we're pretty much revamping the whole thing so like get over there and check it out get in on the ground floor yeah i think uh i think it'll be a good time and you know we can and we can celebrate we can have parties like dance parties (laughs) exactly no pants parties we would like that you can keep your pants on um (laughs) um, (laughs) um we we would though we've talked about it for like at least a year. We would definitely like to to try doing some like horror movie watch yes, parties and stuff. Maybe I, through the Discord I love the idea or of it. through Twitch, like, you or, know, and especially yeah, getting getting a group of whether it be patrons or whether it be just the community getting together, like yeah. watch some stuff. I mean, you know, yeah, we can do a lot with this, and it's something we've been wanting to do for a while. So be on the lookout for uh for us to schedule something like that upcoming sometime soon. Absolutely. Okay, I think that just about wraps yeah, it up. Yeah. So. All right. Well, I think that's gonna do it for uh this week's episode of Friday Night Fright. 
11. 11? 11. It's a bunch, bunch of them. Yeah. <laughs> bunches and bunches and bunches. 